Hi guys. So I, my name is Martin Divestein. I've been in the church since 2009. And Sam's asked me to give a bit of a talk on my experience with mental illness. And I'm basically, the whole idea is that some of you will be able to hear what I've gone through and you might be able to relate or you might not be able to relate, but that's nasty. Um, but my hope is, is that even if it's not somebody in this room, that sometime there's somebody that somebody knows that will have heard something and they'll be like, oh, I can help that person. So I'm going to start by giving you a little bit of what I went through and how it started. I'm going to talk a little bit about when and where God came into the picture for me. And then really importantly, I'm going to talk about how you can help others and how you can help yourselves. So, I'm now 47, and when I was in my late 20s, before I had two amazing kids, um, I worked in our family business, and the business was expanding. I was in my late 20s, and my role in the company got bigger and bigger and bigger. And... I found myself um, struggling to manage a company that got larger and larger without more people to help me. And the point I'm trying to make with that is there was a buildup of stress that finally came to a point where I'd be laying in bed at night and I would feel the kind of anxiety you get when you're I don't mind talking in front of people, but most people are petrified of standing up and giving a speech. But that heart-wrenching, tight chest anxiety, and it would be there, it just came to a point where it was there constantly, whether I was watching TV, whether I was about to go to sleep, it just, it was there all the time. And um, this went on for several months, to the point where, so when you've got really, really high anxiety, and I'm, and I'm talking more about the anxiety spectrum because I suffered more with that than I did the depression side. I'm not trying to say one is easier than the other. I'm just sharing where I came from with it. But um, when you're in that state of feeling that anxious, it's really hard to make decisions. So if you have that kind of constant crippling feeling of anxiety and then you have to make a decision as simple as what shoes to wear to school, it can be overwhelming. So that's the point it came to for me where I, the simple task of just getting started at work in the morning was so overwhelming because all my energy was consumed by my emotions. So it got to the point where I just wasn't functioning anymore and I had to back off work for a few weeks and I went to the doctor and I was super reluctant to even talk to anybody about it because I didn't know anyone would understand. And he gave me this questionnaire to fill out. It seems so basic, but he gave me this questionnaire to fill out about, I don't remember the details, it was so long ago, but it was just asking questions about what does it feel like? What is it like when you have to make a decision? And he came up with this diagnosis of for me, it was they called it generalized anxiety disorder. 
and I hated having a label, and, um, but I was desperate. And he suggested that I started taking medications, and I was really reluctant because I'd never taken anything before. I've never... I was just so overwhelmed with how I felt and the thought of having to take something for it was scary. And um, so he gave me this prescription and I went home and I sat down in front of my, my wife and my mom and my sister and my dad and I have this prescription and I'm overwhelmed and I was scared. And uh, after talking about it with everybody, they just encouraged me to just take it. The doctor said, nothing bad's going to happen. And, but I was scared. So I started taking it. And uh, over several weeks into a few months, things got better. Was it the medication? Possibly. I don't know. But So I'm now on this medication. And I'm not going to talk too long about the testimony side because I really want to talk about how we can help others. But so I started doing this when I was like 29, and now I'm 47. And there was a long period of my life between then and there where I've had a great life, and I've had periods in those years where it's been really, really horrible. And um, after battling for so long with not wanting to have to take a medication and the stigma around people saying that it's a crutch or people saying that you need to distract yourself or what are you worried about or why are you feeling anxious and you feel so isolated because you feel like nobody gets what you're thinking or what you're feeling at the time. So with wrestling with not wanting to be on meds, I tried to go off it several times and I crashed and burned. And So I'm now in a place in my life where I take medication, several of them, and I've totally surrendered to it, and I'm not suggesting to anybody that that's the answer to everything, but I'm saying let's never look down on somebody who takes something that really helps. And um, So, I want to move on to how God helped. So when I went through all this in the beginning, I'm 29 years old and I'm wrestling with emotions. I don't have God in my life. I'm not a Christian. I don't know anything about it. And um, uh, I went through a period where my wife and I separated and I was still going through all this tough um, anxiety feelings and through the turmoil of going through a separation and having this condition, it just finally brought me to my knees where I just needed help. And um, I went to this facility um, that specialized in helping people that deal with uh, anxiety or depression or all kinds of emotional challenges. And they were a Christian-based facility. All the people that worked there were Christians. The ownership were Christians. And... After I'd been there for a period of time, they encouraged me, because it wasn't, it wasn't in this area, it was down in the States. They encouraged me to go find a church. And when I came back, I wasn't necessarily better, but I came here 
and I just put in my name saying, I'm just curious, I want to, I'm just trying to find some, some common ground with, with how I'm feeling. And Pastor Neil, who you probably all know, he called me up one day out of the blue and I was feeling horrible. And uh, uh, he says, I'm Pastor Neil from Maple Ridge Alliance Church and I saw that you um, put in a request about finding out what this church is all about. And, and I, I didn't even want to answer the phone in the first place. When he called me, I was kind of surprised. And I said, he said, would you be willing to come and talk to me? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, would you come right now? And I'm like, okay. So I jump in the car and I come here. And I sit in his office in front of a man I don't even know. And I'm so broken and I'm so anxious. And he just listened. He didn't advise he didn't suggest he didn't he just listened and it was incredible and um he asked me to come back and see him every single day which i did and um after about i don't know how long it was this is this is already in 2009 but i i was seeing neil all the time in his office and i came to a point where he asked me if i'd be willing to become a Christian, if I'd be willing to ask Jesus into my heart. And I was like, I have no idea what that even means. I don't know what to say. I don't know what happens. So you better tell me exactly what to do. And he led me through a prayer of asking Christ into my heart. And, and I did. I don't even remember how I felt. But I remember still just having this horrible anxiety. I remember walking out of those doors to get back to my truck, riddled with anxiety. And I said, okay, God, I did it. You can heal me now. Didn't happen. I didn't levitate out of the church. or um, Got back into my truck and, and whatever. I went home and then again, next day I went to go see Neil again. And then he encouraged me to go to Alpha um, and I did, and I went to a, the first few classes, and then I, there was other sessions where I had so much anxiety, I couldn't even go, so I stayed home. And then people like Lori May and Ken May, people that were my table leaders at the time, they prayed for me, like, relentlessly. And when I didn't come, when I did come back, they would tell me how they prayed, and they'd want to know why I didn't come. It was just, like, they just cared so much. And... I remember, because Alpha's 12 weeks long, and I remember, like, by about week 10 to week 11, I started to feel better. And, and I'd been struggling for, like, a year and a half with, like, seriously, like, relentless 24-7 anxiety. And I started to feel better. And I knew Alpha was coming to an end, and I thought, is it Alpha? Is it, like, what's going on? I was scared to death because I knew Alpha was going to end, and I, and I so believed that what I was going through was, gonna, was helping me feel better. And so I, I was encouraged to start up with Next Steps. It's another class that our church offers as a kind of a follow-up program after Alpha. So the point I'm trying to make in this with the walk with God was that he so met me where I was, and the fact that I got better so was of him. Yes, there was medication changes at the time. Um, it, other things were happening as well that contributed to my getting better, but 
he certainly had a plan and purpose. There's no way that, that out of the blue, the one time that I would answer the phone, because I didn't answer the phone, didn't want to talk to anybody, that happens to be Pastor Neil, and he calls me. It, it was so of God. And um, so, and I went through another bad spell of it a few years ago again, and um, it's brought me to the point where I no longer wrestle or fight with the medications that I take. I take it gratefully every morning, and I, I don't fight it anymore. So if anyone here knows anybody who has heard they take it, please know that it's not a weakness. If somebody here suffers with migraine headaches and they take something that helps, no one's going to go, why are you taking meds for a headache? Just get some exercise. It's so not a lack of strength. It's so not a weakness. And if you've had that kind of anxiety or depression, that kind of stuff where you can't get out of bed, it's not like you're choosing that. It's not like somebody wants to feel that way. It's not like somebody's not taking care of themselves. It just sucks. So um, when it comes to helping others, I can't say this or stress it enough. If somebody knows somebody who's struggling and they want to talk about it, please listen. Please try, especially as guys. Guys want to fix everything right away. Guys want to offer solutions. Guys want to go in there and say whatever to help and, and solve the problem. But when someone's struggling with it, whatever the spectrum is, the anxiety side or the depression side or, or both at the same time, a person who's struggling just wants to be able to talk about it and get it out and not have to feel leaving a conversation feeling like they had to conform to somebody else's opinion or to someone else's suggestion. So um, the worst thing that can happen for someone who's really struggling with it is to leave a conversation feeling like nobody understands me. That's the hardest thing ever. So... Um, we don't have to know what it feels like to be compassionate. All we have to do is be a friend. And so, if nothing else, please know that there's no shame in, in feeling these horrible feelings. And you know what? For me, um, when it's at its worst for me, I, I struggle with some Bible verses um, Philippians 4, 8, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And I'm having this riddling anxiety, and it goes, be anxious for nothing. I'm like, really? Be anxious for nothing? I'm sitting here doing nothing, and I'm anxious. So there are times where I found it so hard to absorb Scripture because I just couldn't do what it said. I couldn't feel what it said. You know, it said, and the peace of God will be with you, and I just felt no peace. So um, know that when you're in the thick of it at times, it's, it's, it's often not a simple prayer that will make it go away. When we're in, in like horrible situations, we didn't get there overnight. And so we usually don't get out of it overnight. So for me, it was always a process. Coming to God was a process. Getting better was a process. So again, I just want to encourage everybody that if we know somebody or we know of somebody who is struggling with that, trust me, they feel so alone and so isolated in it. And 
And, and when you come into a church foyer on a Sunday morning and everyone has a smiling face and you're dying inside, you can feel like you just want to get the heck out of there because who's going to want to listen to that? Everyone's smiling. So there's nothing more valuable than just being able to sit down with someone one-on-one, not in some massive group, and just be able to be heard. So that's my encouragement for everyone here today and how you can help yourself. So I'm in, I'm in the irrigation industry, so I install and sell uh, lawn sprinklers, garden sprinklers, and landscape lighting. And this is the time of year where it's nuts. Like, it's, it's full on. It's hot. It's about to be summer. And I'm noticing that I'm really finding it challenging to be balanced right now. I, it's, it's easy to go to bed really late. It's easy to sit there, do quoting, and then I want a break, and the next thing I know, I've farted around on Facebook for an hour and a half, and now it's quarter to 12, and I'm like, and then I wake up, and I'm stressed because I got a whole day ahead of me, and I feel like, so the point I'm trying to make is all of us, adults, youth, all of us, we need to get some sleep, and this is a full-on screen generation. We're on our screens all the time, and it's stimulating, and it's hard to fall asleep. So I just want to encourage, I mean, teenagers need sleep just as much or more as infants. It's a fact. So if you're feeling stressed, and on top of that you're going to bed late because you're cramming homework around your Snapchat time and the Instagram time and the Facebook, uh, Facebook's for old people, I know that. But... Um, Please know that sleep is really important. Um, When you're feeling really anxious or really depressed, people have always said to me, you need to exercise. Um, Yeah, it's good. But I just want everyone to know that if you're really struggling with some emotions at a certain part of the time, Sometimes going for a run or going for a nice walk doesn't make you feel any better. It can be really frustrating because all you want is relief and someone's saying get exercise and you go exercise, you still feel rotten. So again, it's a cumulative thing. You didn't get like that in one day. You don't get where you want to be in one day. So um, the last thing I want to say is for people who are struggling with it, people who are having a challenge with it, talk about it. Don't hold it all in because you will suffer. Um, I have found the most therapeutic times for me were when I was able to just be listened to and no one said anything back. And it was always best one-on-one or one-on-two where people just listened to me and I felt so much better because they didn't try to fix it. They just heard what I had to say. So I'm going to wrap it up. I thank everyone for listening. I just, I just want to encourage everyone here um, to please never look down on somebody who says they're struggling with anxiety or depression because believe me, they're not choosing it. So compassion, compassion, compassion. Thanks guys.